Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Mm-hmm. You know, we do. That's exactly what we do. And to make sure that we stay positive, we decided that we should make this a drinking game. <sighs> nice. So what that means oh, is beer that... Oh, just went in my speaker. Beer <laughs> went in my speaker. Every emergency. At least it's not on the microphone. Okay, so anytime we say anything negative about this here film, you're going to hear a fun little sound that goes like this. Mm. That means we're drinking, people. This we already here started. film. We already started. <laughs> oh, my God, John, that sounded like the video game character that you voiced one time. You're, John, oh, my God, John's a voice on a video character. That sounds just like that. about my... Uh... My performance that turned all the heads in Red Dead Redemption 2 of the, the crying man, the stone thrower. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Is, did hey, you at least just, you went the white supremacist. Wait, hold on. Did you just pull a screenwriter and just back your way into exposition right there? He said, oh, you must be referring to my appearance in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Are we done with the so intro? So pour yourselves a glass and... Uh... All right. Let's just get on with this. We're done. Yeah. All right. We're talking about Venom. Let there be carnage, people. Let yeah. there be carnage. Which is a I've line. I've been waiting for this one. It's a line that I'm pretty sure they said verbatim in the movie and made a lot of people in my movie kind of go, yeah. For I think it's self-aware enough oh, yeah. in the movie that they were like, yeah, that's the line. That's the movie. That's the title. Titular. Uh, John, shout our people out so we can get into this. All right. Our people are Carlos Barozo. He is our beer sponsor. You can what? give him a follow on Instagram. The handle is Cibarozo Bar 2019. That is C B A R R O Z O B A R 2019. And if you like the music, head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash dasign dash artist, and you can download all the music available for free, provided by the artist Dasign. Uh, like us, you guys. Love us. Come on, give us some, some follows, some shares. We're at the Love of Cinema Pod, except on Twitter, we are just at the Love of Cinema. Come at us, and we will be happy mm-hmm. to get back to you. Tell your yeah. friends, let's do it, you guys. Fucking Venom. That's Dave, right. I'm so Venom. happy for you. I'm so I'm happy, happy for you too. that we get to talk about this. Finally came <laughs> out. You were so pumped for the first one. I remember talking I, to you I about was. it. And I was late to the party on the first one. So I know we're, we haven't set the movie up yet, but I did not see Venom in the theaters. Came to it a couple months later whenever it was finally on streaming. So I was glad I got to catch this one in the cinema. Yeah. With a rowdy group of kids, I'll tell you all about it. Jeff mm. set the movie up, dude. Well, yeah. and just just so everybody is aware, first of all, we're going to stay spoiler free for a couple more minutes. So if you just want to know what our initial takes are and whether or not you should go see this, uh, you, yeah, just listen for a couple minutes. Also, I um, we decided as a group collectively that I should not see the first one, so that just to give the experience of what it would be like to come into the podcast in case you out there are like, well, this sounds like a good movie, but I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, we made no such decision, you dick. <laughs> so I will be your representative of the the Unsullied. This is Venom. There, going in cold. Venom, let there be carnage, which is an hour and 37 mm. minutes. It Tight. is Marvel. It is Tom Hardy, Academy Award nominee. It is Woody Harrelson, Academy Award nominee. It is Michelle Williams, Academy Award nominee. Naomi Harris should definitely be a nominee. I think she's got some Emmy noms. You've got other mm. fancy figures you got in there. you got Dan from Veep is playing a character named Dan in this movie. This is directed by Andy <laughs> Circus. Andy Circus, motherfucking Circus. Andy motherfucker, cir- <laughs> motherfucker Circus. And I'm sure Dave is going to get to this, but it is shot... By cinematographer 
with three Academy Awards, Robert Richardson, who's worked with Scorsese and Oliver Stone and Tarantino, and he is a legend. This movie is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the sequel to the 2018 film Venom, starring pretty much the same cast. And the short synopsis here is Eddie Brock, played by Tom Hardy, attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison <laughs> after a failed execution. Dave Marvel yeah, just, just, is your account. just one thing. Just one thing as well. Uh, if you if you do want to go and see this and be completely surprised, avoid the fucking IMDb page like the play because some dick has put the end credits a description of the end credit scene in the crazy credits section of IMDb. So don't go to IMDb if you want to be surprised at the end of this because there is an after credit scene. Yeah, interesting. What a dick. Also, Second day in. And well, yeah, I guess I don't want to spoil Buzz anything, but Buzz that guy. <laughs> there is a I'll drink there is a trailer that you're going to see before this movie that is going to kind of lead you right into to what you think is going to be if they're going to continue with this story. What's what's going to be inevitable? Anyone who knows the the saga of how Venom fits into you know whose world, but we'll, we'll get there later on the conversation. Voldemort, um, this is great, Dave. This is <laughs> Dave. This is your account. <clears throat> This movie made a ton of a ton of money. Do you mind setting up some of the metrics and stuff that you've been looking at? Well, yeah, uh, Sony, Sony originally predicted, uh, I think it was forty million for the opening weekend, and this bugger took ninety, ninety Can million you dollars. Doubling um, expectations. Yeah. yeah, I mean, between that and what Bond's doing everywhere but the but the US because it hasn't come out till next week, um, like the box office is just raining money. Yeah. At the moment, so yeah, good for Venom. They they really exceeded expectations, and this is again, this is one that a theater environment really does benefit from. But we'll get into that in a minute. It definitely, it definitely does. Uh, The first movie I remember being like middling, and I want to say it came out. Wait, you remember what about the first movie? I remember seeing (laughs) *A Star Is Born* when this movie was in theaters. That's what I remember. Uh, I think I think it's. Um, trust me, when Star is Born was over, I, I wish I had seen Venom. Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, damn it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Okay, anyway, $100 million budget for the first one. Grossed 213 in the US and Canada, but a, just a shitload of money worldwide. Almost $900 million worldwide. So obviously, there was going to be a sequel, and obviously, hmm. Venom was going to be part of this greater world, and it's crushing. Um, let's do initial, initial reactions, because I do kind of want to know, like, I, I, as you know, did not see the first one so like i enjoyed this I, mm. I felt like i could dive right in but whenever that's the case sometimes hardcore fans could sacrifice so i would love to know do would dave you're a hardcore marvel fan john you're pretty much pretty close do you think that this satisfies the the hardcore marvel fan considering it almost acts standalone ish and that there isn't a lot of crossover in this specific film i think this is uh, i mean Venom's a very popular character, so and the the first one was a like it was a little bit of a hit in the cinemas, and then everyone really caught on later. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, "Oh, what, what?" And suddenly, like this, the antihero thing just really took off. Um, you had like the boys and stuff like that come out, and Venom gained gained an extra popularity there on the back of stuff like that as well. I think, mm-hmm. but I think for this one, there was it's definitely. There's definitely a little bit of fan service in there. There's definitely some very, very, like there was one in reference I had to look up. So <laughs> it's, yeah, there's there's some stuff for the diehards in there. And 
I mean, you. I mean, Andy Circus. He's going to look after you. The man, like you. You've put the king of motion capture in charge of two mocap characters, basically like CG animated characters. It's it's a spectacular film, and I I feel like it does live up to the Marvel label on the front of it. So just to clarify, the mocap is Venom, the character Venom mocap. Uh sometimes. Some, yeah, all right. Yeah, I thought that was cool. John, what do you think? Yeah, I was curious about that too. How how often they did that versus how often Tom Hardy and and others were just acting with a tennis ball on the end of a pole or something like that hmm. um this is a i wanted to clarify with this with you dave i noticed this credit technically said in association with marvel studios yeah they uh-huh. didn't do Did the they opening credit this? thing um no that happened the same it was the same with venom as well um the okay so, yeah did they does, does marvel marvel, make this or marvel did didn't co- no marvel didn't make this this is a sony property sony owns yeah. this yeah. So uh, they, okay. they were okay. in association with, uh, right. and we'll get into that as well later once we get past the spoiler barrier. Yeah, uh, we're pretty we're, too. we're pretty close. Can we can we let people know how we how we felt about it before yeah, do we it. before we get do into it. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I well I, I, I because I I haven't seen this movie. I'll just say I I really enjoyed this. I love you know I love a ninety minute movie not just because yeah. I'm I'm lazy and always in a rush, but it it just you get in. You get to the plot, you keep it simple. A couple things happen here and there. There's something at the end, probably something climactic. And then we move on with our lives. And I just thought it was tight. I think Tom Hardy's great. Um, we didn't have too much fluff because we were able to kind of dive right in. And I, I felt like I, you know, caught up as much as I needed to to enjoy the movie. So I, had a, I had a really good time. See, I don't the first know if I worked a, for like origin. a year and a half or two years on a project and somebody said that sentence in their review, <laughs> I would be like... <laughs> Man, I guess I, was... I didn't do any. I didn't do something is missing. If somebody's best case review is, you know, some things happen, plot happens, something happens at the end, and then I get to move on with my life. To add some context, <laughs> to add some context, the reviews of this movie are very much in the middle, if not on the lower side. Yeah, but the I audience, think I'm going to say, but the audience the... score is very positive. So look, I think they look, should the take audience... my twenty-four dollars and be happy about it. Sure, and they will. Oh, they always will. My audience had a great time. I could tell I was in an audience that was mm. excited about this movie. Um, a lot of children in my audience, which is they say yeah, curse words. There's a lot of really six, brutal I had a fucking violence. Six year old behind me. Yeah, a lot of kids. Who takes an a entire six-year-old group to see of like, an entire group of like middle schoolers got like kicked out of my theater in the middle of it, and it, it was it was intense. Everyone oh, was screaming and hollering. <laughs> Little children were there, so I kept getting I kept thinking about that because I didn't care for the first one, the tone of the first one very much, and I remember thinking that it kind of felt like a a subverted like family movie, and this one kind of stayed in that place. So tonally, it is what it is, and I think you're gonna like it or you mm. don't. It doesn't feel like the the uh, the core Marvel movies that, you know, with the Avengers and stuff. This is the kind of movie that I think uh, if Marvel didn't exist as such a tent pole and somebody made a movie like this, I think people would be like, comic book movies just aren't very good. And I don't mean that to sound like this one is a bad movie. It's just, there was very, I'm agreeing with Jeff. (laughs) I know there was just, there was, I kept waiting for something a little bit more significant to happen beyond the gimmick of the way that he's playing Every time Tom Hardy does a crazy voice, I'm just kind of like, all right, here we go again. Here comes Tom Hardy doing some some weird ass voice. So of course he's cast as Venom and he gets to do some weird voice. Don't get me wrong, I laughed. There were some moments that they yeah. really got me. You know, the voiceover punch ins. It was, you know, mm-hmm. yep. it was really right there, real easy. And and they took advantage of it. And I enjoyed that. Story-wise, I thought it was uh it was it was okay. 
direction was. I, I thought there were some really fun moments, but the final big sequence didn't land for me. I, I literally couldn't quite follow the final sequence. Uh, we could talk about that in a little bit more detail, but I'm not sure if physically it actually worked that she screams at the end and they both fall out of them completely. And somehow that makes them leave the box. I just don't know if it lined up. So I feel like they broke some of their rules. But ultimately, if you want to just go have fun, this movie is not asking you to take it seriously at all. I think the other Marvel movies do a little bit, which is what I like about them, that it's not just fun hmm. superheroes and costumes and the jokes that Marvel is so famous for. There's some there. They play with deeper themes in the core Marvel movies. This one does not. It, it doesn't do that. So don't go looking for that. And I think you'll have a fun time. Nice. All right, Dave. I mean, I this this also like I want to say this lets you forgive Tom Hardy for Capone. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Oh, I yeah. forgot we yeah. forgot we talked about that too. <laughs> I mean, I actually loved. <laughs> I love the way he plays Eddie. Like, there's not much growth in the character, but he, like the guy's not a fast learner yeah. either. So, like, yeah. he, he gets He's where fun, he gets. Man. Yeah, but yeah, he has a good time with it, and it's obvious. Do you also, buy it's not, him, it's in not something you, It's not something you see Tom Hardy play often. Like he doesn't play the no. loser, so I think that's no, why I right. like him in this role, yeah. and like it's one of my favorite roles he's ever done. And quirky. Hmm. I will say one. Do I buy Michelle the Michelle Williams thing? Absolutely, because it's not yeah. a also her, her character is not a role you normally see her doing either. Like if you especially no, no, like no, the I character, buy, that, I think I buy them individually. I just don't mm-hmm. know if I think they have any chemistry at all. I just, I just don't know if I they, if I, I felt I mean, anything they, between them in in this one. They're not meant to. As such, she's she's getting married to someone else. Like, there's meant to be a little yeah, bit of tension there, but not on. much. You're still supposed but, to feel it. But though, he's, right? but he's, uh, yeah. I mean, they were more focused on the big, like, squishy creatures. I get, I get it. But how good was Woody? I think? Oh my god, he <laughs> yeah. is. He can like, do anything, I've never, dude. Like, he's playing. He's playing a serial killer, but he's doing it with restraint and reckless abandon at the same time. Yeah. So like yeah. sometimes he's overly dramatic and other times he's like really, really menacing, like when he's like kicking the shit out of someone or something. But he never steps over that like control line where the performance becomes like obvious. Yeah. So he is like he comes across as very unbalanced because like he's got this dedicated yeah. mission he's on. He's got the like the fact that he just wants to destroy everything and the fact that he is a fucking serial killer. And like he nails it. Absolutely nails it. He, I mean, I could have yeah. seen more of him over Carnage. Yeah, that, I yes. guess that's an interesting point. Yes, or, or I, go one way or the other. I kept, I kept thinking, like, don't I do, sit I do. here. Like, let's stay with yeah. Woody Moore and Carnage doesn't really have a personality. Or let's develop Carnage a little bit more. So that mm. we could, you know, I felt like they weren't, they kind of, yeah, when no, Carnage I, came Woody, to be, I Woody, wasn't quite sure which way they were trying to go with it. Because, like, when you get to, like, the first Venom and there's an end credit scene where they introduce Woody Harrelson. And he mentions there's going to be carnage, and oh, you're like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, carnage. Yeah. We're doing carnage. Yeah, we're doing and, carnage. Yeah, and carnage. Uh, and, you, yeah. and you're like, and uh, he's playing it really, like a bit nuts and a bit over the top. And I'm like, oh, is he going to carry that through the whole sequel? And he doesn't. He really doesn't. He nails this role, and like through the character development, uh, where like it progresses to where it progresses, which we'll get to again in a minute. Uh, we have to warn people before we go to this this territory. Um. But yeah, he, I, I thought he was phenomenal. Let's send them on their way. Everybody go watch Great this movie. Out, Get yeah. out of here. First of all, one thing before we send everyone away, I, I do want to point out that this was shot in a 1.85 aspect ratio, like full widescreen. 
Fucking rich like they used to, that guy doesn't they, fuck they, around. Yeah. But but also it's it's like a good choice when you got things like these that grow to immense sizes in frames. It's it's I feel like it's a trap like the original Transformers and stuff like that fell into, where these these things are so big that they leave the frame and they didn't really take that into account. But like you put him and Andy Circus together. Yeah, and it, it just some, it just worked. Yeah. Yeah, it allowed for like there's a there's some medium close-ups that would not have been between two characters often where one of them is eight, mm. nine feet tall and one of them yes. is a normal human. And they yeah. were able to keep both people in frame and not like create this weird back and forth. Yeah, you're right. Dude. Yeah, that was smart. It's like, should we do should we do two point three nine? Are you kidding? And I'm <laughs> seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Put him on an Apple box? Like also I love yeah. I love them in um in a compressed situation like the apartment where yes. you have these two <laughs> enormous personalities and and they were destroying the apartment but it also didn't get like it, it didn't get to the point yeah. where you're like okay I'm not having fun anymore because now it's just dis- it's like a mess like it was like <laughs> it was right in this it was right in the sweet spot also how much did hmm. Ducati pay to get their logo there oh, was a yeah, 10 really fucking, I mean there was a 10 that's second where the money hold to make these on, things they were like from. they were like that they camera cannot that move Ducati logo. Yeah. it was in the contract that thing cannot move as soon as you see honestly it, it was <laughs> stunning the camera was moving at like a fucking tortoise pace slowly uh, sliding also, across the degree. one other thing before we go into spoiler territory before everyone leaves <laughs> uh i want to say um did you guys see this in dolby cinema no i saw it in a regular okay. uh whoops yeah, I didn't mean to do that that was just uh i'm just getting uh button happy over here i'm just so excited <laughs> wait you wait you gushed John me switched. <laughs> i did okay. i did all the no, buttons <laughs> i saw i saw i saw this in dolby cinema yeah and you told me to go see it in dolby yeah cinema. um the the reveal of carnage so we get to the point where like the execution's going down you know carnage is coming and it it happens, and then there's this beat, and you're like, "Oh, it's going to come flying out at you and scare the shit out of you." But it doesn't. It, it's slow. You see it appear, and then he lets loose this ungodly roar. And in Dolby Cinema, they yeah. cranked that motherfucker up to eleven. Yeah, like I mean, they went they went to the red zone that we sound technicians dare not speak its name. <laughs> like it was, was it was honestly fucking I loud. About, I felt that go right. It through was loud me. as fuck. Yeah. I saw it in a regular. Yeah, it was like too. It was like their big, you know, the regular digital, but the biggest one at the AMC here yeah. at the Grove in LA. So it's a massive theater. And I did think several times, this movie's mixed really loud. Like the, the loud moments yeah, are, yeah. Well, are everything. Else, that's the thing. Everything else wasn't. Venom, like, sorry, Carnage was. Whenever Carnage roared, it made you uncomfortable. I think like it I was felt, a sound element that affected yeah, your emotions. My, my head, when, yeah. for sure. Even before the final, <laughs> even before the the final battle maybe maybe it was when She's carnage too was loud, you're too old get, get out of here i'm, I'm doing a spoiler so everybody get the hell get out get the fuck out if you haven't listened to this get out out of okay Jeff, jeff's here. jeff's doing spoilers let's jeff's doing right. spoilers i well just to to go off your point when cletus slash carnage break out francis come on, cletus. from come on <laughs> is that is that all that or keenan and cal or something that's a nutty professor the show's on. come on King- over here, oh yeah yeah that was, that was for John, Jeff. You've got it right in front of you. I drank that. That's great. Wait, I'm saying when when he when Carnage broke out, broke Francis Barrison out of the mm-hmm. the institution. Um, that I actually it was so loud that I I was like I was like looking around. I was like, is there a theater next to this theater? Because they heard that. Like it was so loud <laughs> that I was like, if there's another theater around here. Because I saw yeah. it at 84th Street in Broadway, the, the AMC up there, which has the comfy oh, seats. Yeah. It's closer to me, and the timing worked out because the, my motherfuckers kept me late at my thing. I was right next to Adolby, at three, Adolby Cinema at 3 o'clock. 
and I missed it. So I went to that one instead. But yeah, it was loud. I don't know if that means it was mixed as tightly as the Dolby Cinema was, obviously, Dave, but but I was yeah, worried I about mean, any other theater I'm, in the I'm building. I'm pretty sure when they hit when they hit that that roar in Dolby, every single one of those twenty-eight fucking speakers was cranked uh-huh. at you. Cause I like we were sitting like we had a sub under our seat as well, so we felt it. It was amazing. We- By the way, my wife watched this with me and laughed her ass off the whole way through at Venom. Yeah, she good. loves Venom. Oh my god, that's so good yeah. to hear. Well, first of all, let's let's go ahead really quick and just let's let's do a timestamp of this so we can go ahead and submit this to Dolby Cinema to see if we can get some retweets from them. Yeah, this uh, this episode is not sponsored by Dolby Cinema. <laughs> yeah, but I wish it, it might be. It should be. <laughs> get us screeners. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know where nice. Wait, I want to talk about the I want to talk about the comedy of this because again, I came in a little cold to this whole world, and mm. pretty quickly, <laughs> I, I I mean, like things like I don't even know if Venom's talking out loud or if it's only Tom Hardy you can hear. It's like you know, like that's how <laughs> yeah. green I was to this. I assume that it was just Tom Hardy, but he's essentially yeah, no. If you, in- if you see if you see his face, he's talking out loud. If you okay, if, that's if good. you that's hear the voice, it's in his head. Yeah. What about when he go, he comes out of where a shirt should be ripped, but then they go back and they're wearing clothes again. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I missed that entirely. <laughs> he drank by himself. Nobody so like, him. <laughs> like when Woody Har- like when Woody Harrelson becomes Carnage and then he goes back and his tweed suit is still spotless. Like that's is that a- <laughs> um, okay? No, the symbiont takes over the body. It comes out through like the skin and takes over. Like so, your clothes ma- your clothes remain intact. It's not like the Hulk. The symbiont. Why forms isn't a it shell like the Hulk? Of- the symbiont forms a shell or- forms a shell around you. So don't you're inside to, this thing. Don't question the physics of this, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, there's rules, man. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. No, but I want to. I do want to talk about the funny because it was hilarious listening to Tom Hardy talk talk with crazy Kool Aid voice version Tom Hardy, who's also this that wants to eat people. <laughs> it was really fucking funny, and and all of those conversations are great. And I thought Tom Hardy played against it. What what did what did Therese find to be the funny like the real funniest like thing? I mean, like, every time, pretty much any time, Venom opened his mouth. To Please. sass someone like, yeah, and the the fight in the apartment when they, when he gets in a fight with himself like this with the symbiont, yeah, as such like so yeah there was she yeah laughed her ass off every time Venom had a one liner and Venom had some good ones in this. That's funny. Yeah, did yeah. she yeah. turn when he was talking about it, let me eat him when it just yeah whenever he was talking about eating people and it was pretty. Did good. she ever yep. turn to you, Dave, and goes, "Oh my God, this is you. You do that sometimes." <laughs> I do not eat people's heads. Um, not that. Okay, let's. Well, since we're in spoiler territory, like big spoiler territory, let's talk about Shriek. Okay. Did they just introduce mutants? I was wondering because I mean, they yeah. well they they talk about uh, her mutation and they send her yeah. like Ravencroft. So yes. like they just introduced mutants in this movie. Yeah. Mm. They don't already exist. No. Did- did they back the, their way the into X-Men. that? Not they in the MCU, no. So this is Sony introducing, yeah, they're letting their IP in now? Because they've owned and Well, X-Men no, the thing is Sony, Sony, Sony introduced it, and then uh, basically we can talk about, uh, we'll talk about the end credits scene a little later, but like basically we're in full MCU territory by the end of this. Right. So they have yeah. like almost backdoor introduced mutants. They, yeah, I mean, they, they means, were bound to. Yeah. I will say, I think. Oh I think yeah, one of my it was definitely coming. I was this, curious how they were going to do it, and if this is how I'm they always, did it, I'm good with it. I'm always curious to see how a, a, a large company that is dealing with characters that have literally saved 
the fucking universe at this point. <laughs> you know, like how I'm most yeah. curious to see how they rewind and reset and bring it down to smaller stories. Um, so this one was fun. I felt like this one reminded me of I'm not, a, you know, I was never into comic books, but it kind of felt like I was just reading like a, you know, maybe some kind of early edition of something that hadn't been really fleshed out yet. It's not it's not one of their their biggest characters with their their very best writer on it. But it was mm. uh, it, like I felt like at the end of a lot of the scenes, you could kind of see him like freezing in like a comic book tableau kind of thing like when woody walks away I'm, and he's I mean, singing I, that song I, yeah. freeze but uh also, and they're playing with themes kinda, too did Sorry. it kind of feel to you like it jumped around a little bit uh yeah like yeah, sure. yeah it just felt a little bit like because i i want to say if that came out in the edit then if there's more i would love to see a director's cut of this especially if they make an r-rated one where you yeah, where you don't cut away from Carnage ripping that guy in half. <laughs> or or I'd like to see it. I want to see it. I want to see violence. Yeah. There was plenty of violence in this for me. I, I would like to see it because I have a feeling they may have developed these characters better than they did. By the time they got to the ultimate lesson that Carnage and Tom learned together, they, oh, we, we work as one. I, I just didn't buy any of that, that they had actually discovered that. I think they could have. I just don't feel like they did enough in between their fight and and their resolution working together I, to actually earn I, that. Wait, Venom and Carnage no, I, or Venom I feel like, and well, Eddie? No, I feel like it was more of a case of pointing out that they don't. But we no, either way, I just thought it was. I just didn't think no, it was it, 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 well. it, it wasn't, me it wasn't of, a total um, thing. Like it, it reminded me of Sweet Girl, though. Remember how we were talking about how that moment uh-huh. at the end when her head's being held underwater and she, you know, it's just so cliche. You're just waiting yeah. for her to have her eye-opening moment and jump out and kill the guy this kind of felt like that for me i just wasn't sure yes i just wasn't sure if they were going to try to sincerely learn something together and find some strength and it just felt kind of out of place so i don't think they Mm. earned that that well carnage carnage was definitely a character that wasn't going to make it through this movie there was no question that they were like (laughs) i I mean i'm not sure carnage Carnage is gone all right well totally entirely uh and we and they did hint it yeah i don't think so And that's the yeah, one he I had all, to look up. He, yeah, he's got to be right. Like, apparently, carnage can just happen anytime a human bites Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely a spawning thing. Uh, I just don't think they realized that could happen. But uh, the really subtle giveaway was the like near the end of the film, though the one thing with Mulligan, where his eyes flash. And I was oh, like, yeah. what yes. the fuck is that? And yeah. I, I had to look this one up. Like, this is a really in-deep reference. Mulligan is actually the name of the detective in the comics who hosts Toxin. Oh, Jesus. Another... That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a well, deep the, cut the thing right is, Tox, Toxin is, was embedded by Carnage and hidden, basically. Um, but every time these things spawn, the spawn is more powerful. So he gets both Venom and Carnage's powers. Yeah, because that's what I was wondering why Carnage was so much bigger than Venom, and I'm, yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah, every time they spawn, it goes up a level. Jesus. Wow. My, I actually, tell, I'll tell you, my favorite line in the film is when he's like, "Oh shit, that's a red one." Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. We I wanna, go. <laughs> I, I want to ask a really. I want to ask a really big what if. Mm. What what if? Oh, he uh, said the name of a Marvel show. What what if an an alien? like Venom or Carnage can get inside and, and, and sort of become a symbiote. Is that how you say that? Become mm-hmm. a symbiote with a mutant. Okay. Have you seen Spider-Man three? 
Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, the the first one or the redo later. Yeah, no, the first one. They never made it in three in the second lot. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but is it so? So that's essentially what could happen next. It could really happen. Yes, so I, I'm I'm not entirely sure if it has happened. I because there are several different versions of the symbionts. Uh, a lot of them spider versions. There's a couple of other versions as well. Um, I can't, I think Ghost Rider has a symbiont uh, at some point. I can't remember exactly how many of them get symbionts. It's it's like the fucking Phoenix thing. It infests everyone at some point or another. Well, shit. Hmm. So Marvel just can't back down. Every movie's got they need two hundred million dollars for every single movie moving forward. All right. So do we want do we want to talk about the? Uh, we've got to the end. You want to talk about this after credit scene or? Yeah. We, and like, I also and, and can you put into this where Sony and Marvel meet? Because obviously Spider Man, for instance, okay. is very separate from Marvel, so, but now it's not. So this is super 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 fucking spoilers. If you haven't been yeah. to see the IMDb page, this has not been ruined for you yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah. At the end of the, the like the the mid credit scene of which there is one, one last chance to stop listening and go and watch this film, <laughs> and go. Okay, it it cuts to Venom and Eddie in a hotel room, and he uh, confesses that he has the entire hive mind of like an, a symbiote culture in, it, in within him, and show gives him a brief glance, and then there's a shimmer, and the room changes. And the room changes and the TV changes to the end of the previous Spider-Man movie. It's the report. like, Actually, I don't think it's actually the report from the end because that happened a little differently. So this might be a future report, but they definitely dated it somewhere. Like, So basically, he he got fucking multiversed. And we don't know why yet. Like, I don't know how that happened. Well, we do know. Dave, did you miss the trailers before this movie? No. The spider, I didn't. The, the new Spider-Man uh, trailer with, the th- with Strange. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. like, was was it Strange? Was it Scarlet Witch? Was it Loki? Was it Eternals? Like, this is because we haven't had Eternals yet. But Spider-Man, Fucking Marvel man, Can Spider-Man just, like- is coming later. Like, but like, it actually shifted Venom into the Spider-Man Jeff, okay MCU with this? universe. <laughs> You're right with all this. <laughs> this no, I'm, just- I'm very excited for Eternals, and I, I think. I've seen all the Spider-Man movies, but it's like the rigmarole that my brain has to do every single time anything happens in any <laughs> of these movies. You a fucking slide roll in a calendar. Because the timelines they are, are getting, tricky. It like, is getting Game of Thronesy. It is getting into that world where but at least if you haven't caught up by now, you might not catch up. Like it's it's turning into that kind of thing where it's like, hey, yeah, wow, yeah. we're getting close to like plus it's 30 like you need, movies. You need with like four subscriptions to keep up with this but shit least, right now. Yeah, At least yeah, with Thrones, subscriptions, it, it keeps yeah, exactly. moving forward. It, the, theoretically, the story just kept going forward. In this, I, I, we're going sideways and left and right and backwards in a, in a way that I've never encountered. I don't yeah, think well, I, I think this is meant to coincide with uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Because that's I think when, so. obviously, yeah, yeah, that like that is when like all the shit break, like all hell. That's the trailer I assume you're talking about. Yeah, um, cause, right. yeah, I've I've already seen that one, and I was like, <laughs> is it that, or is it was it what Loki did in the series? Um, well, or that, like because that trailer came right before the movie too. So I yeah. imagine, I, I mean, obviously, the, it, you know, similar properties are going to go. They're, they're going to try to get their trailer at the end before their movie starts, right? Assuming everybody's in the theater and in their seats and stuff. Mm. But but it, that did seem deliberate, especially when you watch until the, the after credit scene. It yeah. And then, then the point is, like, when if he does turn up in this movie, which he might, and that'd be great, 
Um, is he part of the Sinister Six? Is he uh, the person that comes in Han Solo style and saves the fucking day at the end when Spider-Man's getting beat down by the rest of them? Because, like, there's a lot of villains in this next Spider-Man movie. So, like, there could be a, a really good, like, introduction for Venom into yep. that and possibly, like, I don't think you'll get Venom crossing over to the MCU, but he's definitely MCU adjacent. And do you you have in the in the trailer for the the new Spider Man movie you have both Harvey Oswald and you also have Alfred Molina right you have both so you have you have like all of the the villains even from yeah Green Goblin's there Doc Ock is there Uh, Electro apparently is also there uh, from the Andrew Garfield generation yeah yeah Um, so yeah they they're full on multiversing this thing yeah he's back apparently we haven't seen him in the trailer but apparently he's back so. Yeah, this this was a big one because I like I sat forward. And I'm like, holy fuck! Like they just tipped this on its head and shifted yeah. the whole thing into like Universe Prime. I wonder if they just reached out to everybody and said, "All right, who, who's who wants to come back?" <laughs> yeah, it's like how can, how can we top Civil War? <laughs> do you think? <sighs> oh my god! Do you think they're releasing? Dave, did they always have a movie come out? In the middle of like what is typically like an Oscar season in the fall, they always drop a movie around this time of year, or is this because of yeah. the catch up COVID situation? No, no, they they there's always been one at this around this time. There's definitely been one in the summer, one in the fall, usually one in December. Um, they 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 kind of wow. catch that wave. There's been a couple in like, I think it's been one or two in January as well. Like, yeah, because I mean, they, they I mean they're competing for they're so competing for Oscars weird. too. They've got the visual effects stuff. And yeah. I want to say the visual effects in this were fucking on point. Also, True, um, yeah. I mean, we've we've come to expect like a, some, a very some of the, but no, movies, but right? also, I mean, some like the subtle differences between Venom when he is like in symbiote, symbiote mode and like extending tentacles and stuff like that, and the difference between him and Carnage. Like they're two very distinct characters in the eyes right. of visual effects. Like they 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 even squirm differently. Oh, <laughs> well, also, also, how fucking crazy is it that WandaVision came out this year? That it's only, yeah. we're only 10 months removed from WandaVision, which led into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which led into Loki. So I bet you this January, they're going to do another TV show. And they're like, well, nobody wants to go out in the cold during COVID. So there's going to be. I, I, well, they're, still, they sitting, they're the, still sitting on Ms. Marvel, which has to come out look, before the Marvel. Like exactly. yeah. It's, so it's like, exactly it's, like, it's exactly like in the old golden age of hollywood like you know the three or four massive studios were just churning out material all year and that's exactly what marvel has got it's like they've got the same plan they're just multiple releases a year multiple storylines weaving in and out of very long arcs that take place over multiple seasons and multiple yeah franchise it's crazy man it's crazy let's let's wrap up Let's wrap up Venom. Hmm. Let's wrap yeah. up this movie here while we get into the big. Are there any other things that you want to shout out? Chemistry's a little weird here and there, but it, it moves. It flows and it's setting up the greater yeah. world, which I think is the biggest takeaway from this is that they have got us all curious for what's coming. It's next. a little bit of fun too. Like, well, it's, no, yes, it's yes, fun. yes, yes. I think it's mostly fun. I, 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 think, yeah. I think you should go in just trying to have fun. I don't think you should go in looking well, to be moved the way their original so ones can move you. And I think Michelle Williams and um, I, I just want to call him Dan because he's always named Dan, but Reed Scott, mm. who is Dan and, you know, Dr. Dan, they I think they hit the sweet spot where it was. I, I wonder if they were deep down inside, wish they gave more. And then they were like, can you just can you just like 
do your job and to, go. To be, like, yeah, to be honest, like, I think they were wrapping those guys up. Yeah. Um, like that was their wrap up. They were in this even, movie literally just to wrap them up. Even Dan showing up at the torch, it was like, yeah, I got fire. And it was like, this is stupid, right? Like, there's, yeah. I just, no, like, would you, no I, actually, I actually dug that because they gave it, the, he, he got his I hero know, moment. She, so there was a I, reason yeah. for him to ride off with the girl as such. And, sure. and of course, she's about to die. Yeah. So he has the stakes, even though I didn't like, necessarily he, see the he emotional fought, way to the he situation. Fought, he fought for her. So, yes, great. Like that, yeah. that they're a couple that, and we now accept them as a couple because he stepped in up against fucking aliens and fought for her. So great. Um, and Good I, well, but well I feel, done. I feel like that was a send off for those two. I don't think we're going to see them in the next one when they release it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, especially not if he's been multiversed. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be able to fucking find my, my question is, did Toxin get multiversed and did Carnage get multiversed? Because Carnage is inside him technically. Stay tuned for the next. Right? <laughs> I mean, they've got All you. Right. They've got well, you. Well, unless you guys have any, unless you have any other meat on the bones. Nope. I think I we no meat on the bones. But I think I'm very excited. I was. It was nice seeing another trailer for Dune. That was awesome. <laughs> I missed that the Dune trailer. I got there late. One of my favorite parts <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> I intentionally missed the Dune trailer by being late. Um, <laughs> also can i just i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it can i never see that fucking nicole kidman fucking like masturbate about going to see say it hold on hold on hold on she's I a used, fucking national treasure <laughs> i used poor language i didn't mean for it to come out that way but i hate that fucking trailer and so i'm sorry if <laughs> I, I, bet I, it was I went, I went on also- I went Twitter and read it. <laughs> I, I went on Twitter. I didn't mean to, to, to say it like that. But anyway, I just, it's AMC just being like, we, this is why we come to the movies. I'm like, I'm fucking here. All please, right. I'm yeah, here. Please. I know why I come to the yeah, movies. Yeah. If you're going to do that, release. Yeah. If you're going to do that, release it online. Like we, we've already got us. We're here. Do you, do you know what it's like to, and, and I, I just told you I didn't come to all the trailers, but do you know what it's like to watch 23 minutes of trailers and then have AMC thank me for three minutes after that? I was also, like, also, what what is the fucking point of twenty three minutes of trailers when you have the internet? Uh, that's, that's where they the, make their money, though, isn't that where they make? Yeah. Anyway, it does it's, I, whoever's the first trailer? You're wasting your money. All right. Like yeah, especially now that I have an yeah, now that I have an assigned seat. Yeah, Back in the day yeah, when you had to get there an hour early. Then yeah, maybe, no, but, we we have an assigned seat. We're not turning up till about hour. twenty minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> why would I do that? I live twelve blocks from the theater. I can get there in seven minutes because I've timed it. Like, why would I leave before the movie starts? I bet it was touching anyway. like the first month when they reopened, but it's it's time to pull that thing down. Having this, having the film, even though John, you weren't here for this episode when Dave and I watched Old M Night Shyamalan definitely looked like he was on Quaaludes when he said that he didn't seem grateful to us. Dude, he was just, they, he they, was just that like final scene, the final scene. Great. No, but like they didn't cut it fast enough, and he went full dead face at the camera. Yeah, it was horrifying. Was like, Thank you, and then just like his his like lips and eyes like softened. And like the camera was still wrong. Do you think that was him like trying this. to he did grow this. old before your eyes? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! But um, I, have you ever seen the um? There there's go. a Robert De, there's a Robert De Niro clip where he was doing a uh, PSA, and the director asks him to give more energy. <laughs> have you ever seen this online? Yeah. He goes, "That was energy. 
that was energy. I'm here. I'm, that was energy. And the director's like, okay, okay, okay. That's like what I feel like happened with, with M. Night Shyamalan. It's like, how about more energy? He's like, that was fucking energy. Okay, okay. But anyway, yeah. but I would have taken, the John Krasinski one was the best because he was like, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. He That's true. Movie. I saw that one as well. I loved it. Yeah. But but having watching Nicole Kidman's eyes, which this is not her, they directed her to do this, where it looks like she's at like, a national gallery, like a brand new exhibit of a museum. And it's a fucking movie theater. I know I'm here. All right. We've been at the movie theaters for like five months now. Like, yeah. Stop. We, we so came back. <laughs> anyway. Everyone over. who's in that theater came back. You're avid. You're preaching to the converted. Right. Well now, of course it's, I saw it at the Emmys and stuff and I was like, okay, great. So then I never need to see the theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's on TV. Stop now. showing okay. us that. All right, guys. And AMC give us a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's that time of the episode, friends, where we give you our recommendations of what we've been watching. If I remember correctly, Dave started Squid Game, which is one of the hugest fucking TV shows of the year. Dave, have you you, you followed through? Have you watched anything else? Um, I've been uh, going through What If, actually. Hey. Yeah, uh, because I held off on this one. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I watched it and I was like, the first one didn't really grab me, but I went the second one and it just got cooler and cooler and cooler. And then they just dropped uh, the episode, What If Ultron won? And it went to epic fucking plot proportions. I was like, holy shit, this thing has a plot. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. And I, they've got me. They've got me for the whole second nice. half of the season. Like, I'm in. Nice. Yeah. Well, shit. It, it, was, it looked like it was random. It's not. <laughs> It's no not. Rec. Good recommendation. John, what you been watching? I had, I watched two throwbacks, uh, had some classes last week with a, an editor, and he wanted to show us some of his early work. So his very first movie that he was the head editor on was Cool Runnings. How good is that? What? <laughs> Jamaica, that we got a box with you. That's so oh funny. Oh, my God. So I, I hadn't seen that in 20 plus years. That was fun. I watched that and while yep. we were sleeping. Uh yeah, uh, nothing cool. nothing recent. Still still not the Cool Runnings is a great stuff. film. Every, everyone should watch Cool Runnings. Like John Candy's a again, it's your national treasure, but I'll I'll take him. He is man. Um he is. I I spread myself well, actually, a little bit. Canadian, Canadian, Canadian national treasure. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah. John John Candy is <laughs> But you very you guys Canadian. with Canadians are like us with New Zealanders. Like we claim exactly. them until they fuck up and throw phones at people and then we give them back. Although I will give say right now. Bro. I will say right now, no Canadian is claiming us. That's what I would say. Yeah, maybe the last four or five years. That's probably the case. Um, probably since 2016, maybe around November. Okay, so um, I've been spread <laughs> a specific. little. I've been spread a little thin, but I, I watched two things. Number one, I watched the finale to the Circle. I told you guys I knew somebody on the Circle, mm. and after the penultimate episode, there was there was a only Twitter, Reddit, like if you would follow would like. People were saying things that it was absurd to the point where like wannabe fledgling newspapers were like writing articles. All these people on Twitter are saying this. And it was like it was infuriating. And so I just like needed to see the finale. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like, when this, did Twitter yeah. become a quotable source? What the fuck? Do you I work know. reporters? But it, but it's and they were saying things that that weren't true, but were very um, aggressive terms about the castmates on the show and it was it made me upset because i knew one of the guys on the shows uh who ended up placing in the he was in the final so it's like i I wanted to see but anyway i finished that and then i was at the the gymnasium here at my college where i'm in grad school and they had the the, there's a new documentary about the 86 mets 
who ended up winning the World Series. But I'll just go ahead and spoil what the movie's really about, which is about an absolutely aggressive 80s culture fueled by cocaine. (laughs) The whole Mets documentary, like the reason they were like, they were huge personalities. People were yelling and cursing and charging the field because they were all on cocaine. (laughs) <laughs> so, so i i started this at the gym and i was like this looks really funny so i i, I it's if you want to just see what the mets was like while well, like during the financial boom of the 80s while everybody was on drugs anyway 86 i want to shout out one more i did i went i did go see a screening and a q a with the directors of a film called blast beat it premiered at uh i think sundance this past year and cool. uh did really well directed by esteban arango written by eric castrion about two uh very realistic, gritty, independent drama about the a Colombian family that migrates here, and it's it, it was good. I think it's on Hulu now. If you're so it's a horror for film. A, I mean, it, it's shot really interestingly. Not a horror film, but definitely a heavy drama. Yeah. a lot of heavy metal music. It's pretty cool. Fuck yeah! All right, fellas. Well, another good one in the books. Let's do it. Thank you everybody for listening, and we will see you next week. Film facts.